Number one, what is your name, please? Well, my name is Swamp Swami. Number two. My name is Swamp Swami, and I'm not a crook. Number three. Hey, my name is Swamp Swami. Y'all miss me yet? And will the real Swamp Swami please stand up? And in the end, coaching matters. On Sunday afternoon and evening, two very different but equally entertaining football games were played to determine the combatants in the next Super Bowl game to be played in two weeks. Now, the NFL, of course, is going to come out the big winner once again. More than 50 million television viewers probably watched the seven hours of back-to-back championship football games played yesterday. The action on the field was compelling, and both games were decided by seven points or less. All four of the teams played really well and entertained the football fans with a valiant effort. First, let's talk about the AFC title game. The AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs took to the road for their second week in a row and beat the top NFL team during the regular season, the Baltimore Ravens. Now, if you only watched the opening quarter of the game, the final score of 17-10 was very surprising. Kansas City's quarterback Patrick Mahomes completed every single pass attempt in the Chiefs' opening drive of the game as KC jumped to a 7-0 first quarter lead. But not to be outdone, Baltimore's electric quarterback Lamar Jackson dodged and weaved several oncoming tacklers and then heaved a 40-yard dart to wide-open receiver Zay Flowers as the Ravens then tied the score at 7-7. Wow, this is going to be a first-team-to-guess-the-30-points type of game. But as usual, I was wrong. The remainder of the AFC Championship game turned out to be a chess match featuring two underappreciated defenses attempting to stymie a couple of the best quarterbacks in the league. Baltimore had plenty of chances, but Lamar Jackson, as he's been prone to do in playoff games, fumbled early in the game to end the drive, and he later threw a what-was-this-man-thinking pass interception into the end zone during the fourth quarter to effectively end the season for the hometown Ravens. Final score again was Kansas City 17 and Baltimore 10. Next, on to the NFC Championship game. And I was pleasantly surprised to see that the weather conditions in San Francisco for this late game of the day Sunday were so pleasant. There were even a few rays of sunshine along with the pleasant temperatures in the 60s for the title match. The Lions certainly cannot blame the weather for the outcome. However, they can blame their head coach. The Detroit Lions, one of the four NFL teams who've never even appeared in a single Super Bowl, completely dominated the first half of play in taking a 24-7 lead into the locker room on the road. The Lions ran the ball right at San Francisco's defense. The 1-2 running back combination punch of David Montgomery and rookie sensation Jameer Gibbs led the Lions to 18 first downs in the opening half. That dynamic duo... Ran for 148 yards as Detroit controlled the ball for nearly 75% of the first half of play. Playing in their fourth NFC Championship game in the last five years and third in a row, San Francisco was ready to rally, though, and they scored 27 straight points in the second half to earn a spot in the upcoming Super Bowl game against Kansas City. Quarterback Brock Purdy of the 49ers keyed a few of those drives as he surprised everyone in the house with a couple of lengthy runs of his own for first downs. For some strange reason, the Detroit Lions abandoned their running game that was so successful in the first half during the second half. They clawed back, though, to score a late touchdown in the final minute to get within three points. 
However, Detroit was unable to recover an onside kick to get the ball back for one last time. Final score was San Francisco 34 and Detroit 31. Now, these coaches need to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And the winning coaches do, but the other coaches, well... The Detroit Lions coach Dan Campbell did a tremendous job in leading his team into the NFC Championship game this year for the first time since 1991. However, the coach's decisions to gamble on fourth down during the championship game instead of attempting a couple of long field goals will come back to haunt him and millions of Detroit Lions fans. During the third quarter of play, Detroit could have attempted a field goal to extend their lead back to 17 points, but instead the Lions head coach went for it on fourth down and three yards to go. Detroit failed on the fourth down attempt, and with that spark, San Francisco then seized the game's momentum and went on to victory. Coach Dan Campbell of Detroit had another decision to make in the fourth quarter, too. Once again, the Detroit beloved head coach rolled the dice on a fourth down play rather than try to kick a 40-yard field goal, which would have tied the game. But just like before, the Lions failed to convert. The 49ers gladly accepted the ball back and then went on to extend their lead to 10 points. And at that point, game over. All season long, Detroit Lions coach Dan Campbell attempted to convert more fourth down plays than any other NFL coach. After Sunday's NFC Championship game, you might want to reconsider that strategy, at least as it applies to these win-or-go-home playoff games. Meanwhile, in the AFC Championship game, let's talk about another decision that a coach had to make. Future Hall of Fame coach and part-time State Farm insurance salesman Andy Reid surprised everyone with a very, very gutsy call of his own. Facing third down with a little bit more than two minutes remaining and his Chiefs clinging to a 17-10 lead, Coach Reed opted to pass the ball downfield rather than run the ball once again, even though Baltimore had no more timeouts left. Patrick Mahomes lofted a perfect 33-yard pass completion to squash Baltimore's last chance to regain possession and attempt to tie the game. Afterwards, Coach Reed downplayed the risk in making the decision to try a downfield pass in that late-game situation. He said, quote, It wasn't hard to call, just a couple of words. It was a zero blitz. We really thought it was going to be zero blitz, or at least had a good idea. You never really know, but we thought we did know, and it was, and it got us into a great position to make the play. Coach Andy Reid of the Chiefs understood the game situation, the odds of his success, and his team's strengths. He factored in all of those issues to take a chance, which ultimately succeeded. His Kansas City Chiefs will now move on to the Super Bowl and play San Francisco. And sadly, the Detroit Lions head coach gambled twice, lost both times, and now has the entire offseason to ponder, what if? But there was one other person on Sunday who would benefit from better coaching. First, let me admit that I was never a big fan of quarterback Tony Romo when he played for the Dallas Cowboys. A four-time NFL Pro Bowl quarterback, Tony Romo displayed a lot of talent at times. However, he had a tendency to make key mistakes at the worst possible time in some of the Dallas Cowboy games. While Tony Romo was quarterbacking Dallas from 2003 to 2016, the Cowboys never made it into one single NFC Championship game. And sadly for you Blue Star fans, that streak continues at 28 years and counting. Upon retiring from the NFL, Tony Romo signed a contract in 2017 to go to work for CBS Sports. Romo quickly became, in the eyes of some, a very hot commodity as a television broadcast analyst. During his first few seasons at CBS, Romo displayed an uncanny ability to predict a team's next play call 
before the play actually ran. It was very intriguing. He also brought some raw enthusiasm into the booth, and it also served to spark up his well-prepared but oftentimes stoic play-by-play partner, Jim Nance. In 2020, CBS rewarded Tony Romo with a new 10-year contract through the year 2030, making him the highest-paid television sports commentator in history. For $17 million a year, Tony Romo was being paid more money than his loyal partner, Jim Nance, who also worked the NFL games for CBS, plus the NCAA basketball tournaments, plus several months of the PGA tournaments for CBS. After getting this splashy new contract deal, many have now noticed that Tony Romo's job performance as the lead analyst for CBS Sports has been slipping in recent years. Sunday afternoon in the AFC title game in Baltimore, Tony Romo struggled to accurately articulate the action on the field. His observation on key plays sounded to me like you might have expected to hear from that inebriated guy sitting next to you at the football game. Here's an example. On a forced fumble by Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson, CBS analyst Tony Romo added, quote, In games like this, the ball matters more than any game. Uh, yeah, thanks, Tony. During important instant replays during the regular season, Tony Romo was frequently proven to be wrong after his initial assessment of a play. And in television, talking less can be best. But Tony Romo seems to have lost sight of that, and especially at times when he's been wrong. On Sunday, Fox Sports' Greg Olson clobbered Tony Romo. Second-year analyst Greg Olson of Fox Sports handled the NFC Championship game on Sunday evening at San Francisco. A former NFL tight end for the Carolina Panthers, Greg Olson's ability to add to the viewer's understanding was in sharp contrast to rah-rah Romo yesterday. (laughs) Greg Olson's work during the Lions vs. 49ers game added significant context during important moments. His observations were generally spot-on. Television viewers enjoy learning insights from a former professional football player sitting in the booth. Greg Olson delivers on most weeks. Unfortunately, Tony Romo has been sinking fast again this season. But one thing was crystal clear on Sunday. Fox analyst Greg Olson proved that he'd been doing his homework and working to become better at his new craft. When you compare Tony Romo's work on Sunday during the Chiefs-Ravens game versus Greg Olson, it was Olson scoring the unanimous decision with millions of us judges sitting at home. By the way, guess who's going to be broadcasting the Super Bowl game for CBS in two weeks? Tony Romo at least has two weeks to prepare for his next telecast. I think he'd benefit from improved coaching in the offseason if he really wants to become better at his current job. Earning $17 million per year, Tony Romo can certainly afford a good tutor. I'm Swamp Swami.